Hello, everyone. I'm Jerry Savelle. Thank you for joining me today. I appreciate you watching the broadcast. If at all possible, give me your undivided attention for the next few moments as we continue talking about increasing your level of expectations. You know, God is the God of hope. That's what the Bible says. God is the God of hope. And one of the meanings of the word hope is a confident expectation. In fact, let me give you another meaning here. It's also defined as eager anticipation that something good is going to happen or take place in your life. Or Robert used to say, something good is going to happen to you. And I want to encourage you to hold fast to that truth because God wants good things taking place in your life. God is a good God. Everything He does is good. And praise God, He wants to do some good things, some big things in your life, but He needs your help. And that is, you have to continue to hope, you have to continue to believe, you have to continue to expect, and if you will do that, then God will not disappoint you. I'm going to take you into our service here at Heritage of Faith, where I was teaching on this subject, and it's part two uh, of the continuation of what you saw last week, and I want to encourage you once again, take notes if at all possible, and then at the close of the broadcast, I'll be right back with some special announcements. So watch now, listen carefully, and get ready to cause your level of expectancy to increase. Amen. Let's go to Acts chapter 3. Acts chapter 3. And once again, you can't separate what you are truly expecting from what will actually happen. Here it says that Peter and John at the gate called Beautiful come in contact with a certain man who was lame from his mother's womb. Look at verse 2. Whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple. Now that's a key point. They laid daily at the gate of the temple. Jesus went through that same gate many times. Why didn't he get healed when Jesus came through, he didn't expect it. He didn't expect it. Now, on the other hand, blind Bartimaeus, when he heard Jesus was nearby, he began shouting, Master, have mercy on me. Why did he start shouting when he heard that Jesus was nearby? Because apparently he had heard that Jesus had healed other blind people. And it built hope. It built expectancy just by the fact that he was nearby. He couldn't see him. He wasn't close yet, but he went to shouting, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Just, just the fact that he had heard. He hadn't seen Jesus yet. Apparently Jesus hadn't even opened his mouth yet but he heard that Jesus was near and it created hope. It created expectancy. And of course, the people said, shut up, leave, leave him alone. And the Bible says that Barnabas shouted even louder. And it wasn't his loud shout necessarily or only that attracted Jesus. It was the hope and the expectation that had come into Bartimaeus as a result of just hearing that Jesus was nearby. Now, Jesus walked through that gate several times, I'm sure. 
while he was still in the earth. But why didn't this man, whom they laid there daily, come on. Come on. why didn't this man get healed? Because he didn't demonstrate any hope. He didn't demonstrate any expectancy. And Jesus is not going to force healing on anybody. Amen? Getting quiet in this church. But then notice when Peter and John came by and they were about to go in the temple and uh, he began asking alms of them. But I want you to notice a key phrase here, expecting to receive something in verse five. Expecting to receive something. So this time, when Peter and John came by and they knew, or he knew that they were disciples of Christ. Now, all of a sudden, he's expecting something when he finds out that they're nearby. Now, he was, he, he asked, you know, to receive strength. He actually asked to receive alms. He asked them for money and they responded by saying, silver and gold have I none." And I've heard some of the most horrible sermons preached on that phrase. Well, the disciples were poor. See, Jesus wants you poor. No, that's not what that means at all. You know, I've, been, I've gone to churches at times and gave money in, uh, to people in the parking lot, just reached in my pocket, and, and, and the Lord impressed upon me to give somebody some money that I met in the parking lot. And then on the way into church, God impressed upon me to bless somebody else. And then somebody else get blessed. And by the time somebody else came to me and said, uh, Brother Jerry, I need some help. Well, silver and gold have I none at the moment. I'm not broke. I just don't have any at the moment. I don't have access to any at the moment. They weren't broke. Who knows who else they'd ministered to before they got to this guy. Religion is dumb. Doesn't make any sense at all. And it's designed to destroy your confidence in God's word. But the key point is, he wouldn't have even asked them for money if he wasn't expecting. Now, even though they said, silver and gold have I none at the moment, (laughs) but such as we have, give I thee. And he wouldn't even have got that if he wasn't expecting it. He was expecting something. I heard one preacher say, he asked for arms and he got legs. (laughs) Praise God. Just a little humor there, praise God. If you don't think it's funny, I didn't come up with it. It was another preacher. Now, let's go to Matthew chapter (laughs) 8. Matthew chapter 8. And let's, let's remember the point now. You cannot separate what you are truly expecting from what, you, what will actually happen. You get what you expect. It works in the negative, but it also works in the positive. Thank God for that. Now, you're all familiar with this story of the centurion who comes to Jesus and says, I have a servant Sick, sick, you know, and 
And uh, Jesus responds in verse seven, I will come and heal him. The centurion answered and said, Lord, I'm not worthy that thou should come under my roof, but speak the word only and my servant shall be healed. And he goes on and talks about how that he is a man under authority, a man who has authority. I tell a man to do this, he does it. I tell a man to come, he comes. And then he's saying, in essence, I recognize authority in your words. That's the reason he said, you don't have to come to my house. Speak the word only. It says in verse, uh, what is it? Speak the word only and my servant shall be healed. And Jesus turned to his disciples and said, I've never seen such great faith as what I'm seeing right here. Amen. In the mind of Jesus, great faith is faith that leans on the confidence or the authority, rather, the authority in the word alone. Amen. So the man said, you don't have to come to my house. Just speak the word and my servant shall be healed. But the point I want to reach is verse 13. And Jesus said unto the centurion, go thy way and as thou hast believed, so be it done unto thee. And his servant was healed in the selfsame hour. Now remember one of the definitions of, of hope, the Bible definition of hope is not only uh, a confident expectation, but eager anticipation, anticipation or belief that something is going to happen or take place in your life. And so here, the man had hope and he had faith that if Jesus just spoke the word, then his servant would be healed. And Jesus said, all right, go your way. As thou hast believed, so be it unto thee. Amen. So notice once again, you can't separate what you truly are expecting from what will actually happen in your life. Can you say amen? Now, how many of you are truly expecting the prophetic word this year to come to pass in your life? Let me ask that question one more time. How many of you, no, listen, no, wait, 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 wait. I want you to, I want you to listen to what I'm saying. How many of you are truly expecting the prophetic word to come to pass for this year in your life? And what is that prophetic word? Marvels, wonders, and extraordinary manifestations of the greatness of our God. Amen. I expect it every day. I get up expecting it. But if you're not expecting it, then it's not likely to happen to you. And that's what I've seen year after year. Every time I come in here or go into other churches all over the world and I, and I declare the prophetic word for that year, so many people have told me over a period of months, getting closer to the end of the year, well, Brother Jerry, that didn't come to pass in my life. More than likely, they didn't expect it. They mentally assented to it but they didn't truly expect it. If you expect it, then you have eager anticipation of it every day. That's right. Amen. Hallelujah. Not only that, you talk it every day. I, I, don't, I don't talk this just on Sunday. Amen. So once again, once again what is the Bible definition? 
a confident expectation and an eager anticipation. And when it looks as though nothing is happening, I will not stop hoping. Listen to Psalm 71 verse 14. But I will hope continually. I will hope continually. And then he goes on to say, and yet will praise thee more and more. Notice how his continual hope is producing more and more praise. I don't think all of you got that part. His continual hope was producing more and more praise. People that truly hope, truly expect, truly are confident, you can't shut them up. You don't have to get a crowd like that. Oh, come on, let's praise God. Come on, come on, come on, let's praise God. No, you can't shut them up. It's hard to get them to stop. I, I thought I was in a crowd like that this morning. I said, I thought I was in a crowd like that this morning. Hallelujah. Amen. Confident expectation caused him to praise God even more, even before it came to pass. That's one of the ways of determining whether or not you're really expecting it to come to pass. Amen. If it hasn't produced joy, it hasn't produced praise and thanksgiving, then I question whether you're really expecting it. I've often said over the years that praise is one of the greatest expressions of faith. If you can praise God before you ever see anything that has happened, that's one of the greatest expressions of faith. I think we ought to stop right now and praise God for marvels, wonders, and extraordinary manifestations, even before they happen. Come on, give God your best praise. Give God your best praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Tap somebody on the shoulder and tell them you can be seated now. You've also heard me say, and I got this from a supernatural visitation of the Lord in Liberty, Texas, a number of years ago. I had no idea it was going to happen to me, but he came into my room and, and, and gave me a message about the God of the breakthrough. And at the close of what he said, he said, and you go in there tonight talking about the God of the breakthrough wants to visit their house. And then you tell them this, and the depth of their praise will determine the magnitude of their breakthrough. Amen. The depth of their praise will determine the magnitude of their breakthrough. Just how big a breakthrough do you need? Amen. How big a breakthrough do you need? Glory to God. Amen. Amen. So if you're truly expecting and anticipating marvels, wonders, and extraordinary manifestations of the greatness of your God, you cannot stop praising Him in advance. You praise Him after they happen, and you praise them anticipating them happening again. Amen? That's the Bible way, hallelujah. Now, let me show you something very important. Let's go to John chapter 5. 
are you increasing in your level of expectancy? John chapter 5. Let's begin in verse 1. After this, there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there is at Jerusalem by the sheep market a pool, which is called in the Hebrew tongue Bethesda, having five porches. In these lay a great multitude of impotent folk of blind, halt, withered, waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down at a certain season into the pool and troubled the water. Whosoever then first after the troubling of the water stepped in was made whole of whatsoever disease he had. And a certain man was there which had an infirmity 30 and eight years. When Jesus saw him lie, when he saw him lying there and knew that he had been now a long time in that case, he saith unto him, wilt thou be made whole? The impotent man answered and said, sir, I have no man when the water is troubled to put me into the pool, but while I'm coming, another steppeth down before me. Now notice this man had lost hope of ever recovering. I'm convinced the only reason he keeps showing up at that pool is out of religious duty. Just the way a lot of people show up for church. Not here, but other churches. They just show up for reli- out of religious duty. They, they just want to be able to, you know, get the check uh, in attendance. Well, yeah, we went to church last Sunday, you know. This man does not expect to ever be healed. He's been this way for 38 years. Now, it doesn't actually say how many of those 38 years he came to that pool, but apparently it had been a lot. But he reached the point where he never expected to be the first one in the pool because the legend said that when that angel troubled the water, the first one, not the third one, but the first one in the pool would be healed of whatever disease he had. So he had lost hope and he expressed that he had lost hope when Jesus uh, said, uh, "Take, you know, uh, wilt thou be made whole? And the man responded with a hopeless answer. Sir, I don't have a man. I don't have a man because even if I try to get up and get in the pool first, someone always gets in there ahead of me. So why is he even showing up? Because he doesn't hope. He doesn't believe. He doesn't expect. He doesn't have any eager anticipation. What's he he trying to do? Uh, Wait until everybody's healed and nobody else shows up and now he'll be the first one in? Well, that might take a long, long time. He could die before that happens. But notice what produced hope. Even though he was hopeless, Jesus said, wilt thou be made whole? The sound of being made whole. Hallelujah. When you've been crippled for 38 years, just the, just the thought of the possibility of being made whole, wouldn't that inspire something on the inside of you? Amen. Wilt thou be made whole? And of course, the man answered with a hopeless answer, but Jesus ignored that. And he said, rise, 
take up your bed and walk. And immediately the man was made whole and took up his bed and walked. And on the same day was the Sabbath. Now, that would not have happened if the words of Jesus hadn't, first of all, produced hope. Amen. Amen. So how important is hope? We talk about faith a lot. But hope is a biblical principle. Without faith, without hope. Amen. So hope is this eager anticipation that something good is going to happen. It's this, it's this confident expectation that something good is going to happen. I like what the Apostle Paul said about Abraham when it looked as though what God had promised him would never come to pass. Now, the King James says he hoped against hope. The message translation reads it this way. When everything was hopeless, Abraham believed anyway. When everything was hopeless, Abraham believed anyway. Listen to this. Deciding to live not on the basis of what he saw, but on what God said he would do. When, when everything was hopeless, Abraham uh, decided to believe anyway. Not on the basis on what he saw, but on what God had promised. So don't ever give up on God's word. Don't ever give up on God. Let the word be final authority in every year of your life. And then I'll close it with this scripture, Psalm 37 and verse four. Delight thyself also in the Lord and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Does anybody have a desire to have marvels, wonders, and extraordinary manifestations taking place in your life this year? If you have that desire, would you raise your hand and say to me, I have that desire, Brother Jerry. All right, now, the, the way it happens is delight yourself also in the Lord. There's a prerequisite to it. Delight yourself also in the Lord. In other words, have a passion for God. Have a passion for his word. Make the word that which excites you more than anything else. Amen. The message translation says it this way. Keep company with God and get in on the best. Hallelujah. Keep company with God and get in on the best. So staying in his presence, continually praising him, staying in his word are vital if you truly want marvels, wonders, and extraordinary manifestations to take place in your life. This year, I could have also been an attorney. I rest my case. <laughs> Hallelujah. Come on, give the Lord a good shout. Praise God. Are you ready to live life to the fullest? A life without limits? Many people set limits on what God can do in their lives. In the eye-opening two-CD series, Don't Limit God, Jerry Savelle shares biblical insight on how to remove the limits and see God move mightily on your behalf. Did you know that God is famous for doing the unexpected? In the two-CD series, Expect the Unexpected, you'll learn how to get up every day expecting the unexpected from God. You can experience your greatest victories yet. God wants you to flourish. In the powerful book, The Faithful Shall Flourish, Jerry Savelle teaches how to ensure that you flourish and experience days of heaven on earth. Today is the day. 
Call or go online to jerrysavelle.org and request the No Limits package, including Don't Limit God, Expect the Unexpected, and The Faithful Shall Flourish. It's time to shatter the limits you've placed on God and live a life full of His blessings today. Praise the Lord. Since we were talking about the subject of hope and earnest expectation of something good taking place in your life, then I hope, praise God, that you enjoyed the broadcast, and I hope that it was inspiring to you, and I hope that you would join me again next week as my daughter Jerrion is going to join me, and we're going to be talking about how that you can remove every limitation from God. God wants big things happening in your life, but He needs for you to continue to hope for it and believe for it, and praise God, He will not disappoint you. Now, let me remind you that our special offer this week is my little book entitled, The Faithful Shall Flourish, powerful insight into how that you can become faithful and how that God will reward your faithfulness. And then two CDs entitled, Don't Limit God, two more CDs entitled, Expect the Unexpected. These are powerful teachings, inspiring faith building, and I want to encourage you to place your order for them right now. And we'll send them to you right away. And I believe the moment that you get them in your home and you and your family begin to listen to them, read the book, Praise God, I believe your faith and your expectancy is going to go to another level. So don't delay. Place your order for them today. Now, let me say this to you before uh, we move on in the broadcast. Psalm 71, verse 14. I mentioned this when I was teaching uh, earlier uh, in our church. Psalm 71, 14, but I will hope continually and yet will praise thee more and more. Notice he says, I'm going to have a confident expectation in you. I'm going to continue to do that. And then also, and I will praise ye yet more and more. Remember what I said? The, the Lord said to me a number of years ago, the depth of your praise will determine the magnitude of your breakthrough. I want you right now to spend a few moments, even when the broadcast is over, spend a few moments just praising God in advance, because praising God in advance is one of the highest expressions of faith. When you can praise God, when you haven't even seen anything yet, you don't feel any different yet, the money's not in the bank yet, the breakthrough hasn't come yet. When you can praise God in advance, that's one of the greatest expressions of faith. So I want to encourage you, don't stop hoping, don't stop believing, don't stop expecting, and just continue to praise God. Just like the psalmist said, yet I will praise thee more and more. So once again, as soon as this broadcast is over, then you just spend a few moments praising God, thanking Him in advance that some good things are about to take place in your life. Also, let me remind you to stay connected with us. Uh, we want to be able to minister to you on an ongoing basis. You can go to our website and find out how to, you can get on Facebook, uh, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram. These are tools that enable us to minister to you on an ongoing basis. And I also want to say thank you, partners, for believing in us. Thank you for supporting us. You're helping us reach the world with the uncompromising word of faith. And I pray today, as we close this broadcast, that you will have every need supplied in your life, that you will rise to a new level in your expectancy 
and you will begin to praise God more and more for the good things that are about to happen in your life. Don't ever give up on God. Let me close today with saying, and you know what I'm about to say, your faith will overcome the world. 